0: Hello and welcome back to the Literary Team. This is episode 6. We are discussing chapter 5, Riddles in the Dark. So if you listened to the last episode, I said that this was one of my favorite chapters. Super excited to uh, get into this chapter. So let's go ahead and get in. So if you remember from the last chapter, um, the dwarves have been captured by these like goblin creature, creepy goblin things. And uh, Gandalf saves them, so it's okay. And then they're running from the goblins. And one of them comes up behind and, like, grabs grabs one of the dwarves who's carrying Bilbo. And then Bilbo falls off and, like, goes off into, like, who knows where. And he gets, like, knocked out pretty bad. So he wakes up. In the beginning of this chapter, he wakes up. And he's like, did I really wake up? Because, like, it's, like, super dark. It's as dark as it would have been with his eyes shut. So it's, like, super dark. And he's, like, you know, he's, car- he's scared because, like, he can't see anything. He can't, like, hear anything. And so he, he gets up and he kind of, like, tries to kind of, like, assess where he is. He, like, he can't find anything. There's, like, no goblins, like, no dwarves, which is also a problem. And um, he kind of keeps crawling. And then, like, you know, he, he, uh, it says he guessed as well as he could and crawl along for a good way till suddenly his hand met what felt like a tiny ring of cold metal lying on the floor of a tunnel. It was a turning port- point in his career, but he did not know it. He put the ring in his pocket almost without thinking. Certainly it did not seem of any particular use at the moment. So so, if, if you have read Lord of the Rings, or if you've even read of this the hobbit multiple times you know like the significance of this ring like so if if, if you haven't read this like keep this ring like keep this little thing in the back of your mind because this is going to be super important in like later chapters and especially in lord of the rings which again if you haven't read it like please please go read it it's so good um so he he's crawling and he picks up his ring and like sticks it in his pocket and um so he's He just kind of sits in this, in the dark, in this cave. And like, again, like all he can think about is just how much he wants to go home. Like this poor little guy, he's just so miserable. And he's just like, I just, I want to go home. I'm so tired of this. I just want to go home. It says, he did not go much further, but sat down on the cold floor and gave himself up to complete miserableness for a long while. He thought of himself frying bacon and eggs in his own kitchen at home. For he could feel inside that it was high time for some meal or other, but that only made him miserabler. <laughs> he could not think what to do, nor could he think what had happened, or why he had been left behind, or why, if he had been left behind, the goblins had not caught him, or even why his head was so sore. The truth was, he had been lying quiet, out of sight and out of mind, in a very dark corner for some for a long time. So he's like... He's just kind of sitting there and he's like, I just, I want to go home and I want, I feel like, I feel like I should be eating something, but I don't have anything to eat, which is making him like just so miserable. And um, he's like, why? He's like, where are the goblins? Like, why have they not caught me yet? Like, he's like fully expecting to like be caught. But like, you know, the truth is he's like really like fallen a long way. And at this point he's just like, like out of, in nowhere. He's like in no man's land at this point there's like nowhere for him to go and it's like super dark so at this point he's like he feels for his pipe and it's like it's not broken so like that's good and then he feels for like his tobacco pouch and there's that and that's even better and then he feels for matches and he's just like he can't find any and he's just like oh man are you kidding me and so he's like looking for them and then you know he feels uh the little like butter knife sword that he got from the troll cave and he pulls it out and it's like glowing and it says so it is an elvish blade too he thought and goblins are not very near and yet not far enough because it's um because it's a elf blade um they'll glow when like orcs or goblins are, are nearby and his is glowing so like apparently there are goblins nearby and it says um But somehow he was comforted. It was rather splendid to be wearing a blade made in gondolin for the goblin wars of which so many songs had sung. And also he had noticed that such weapons made a great impression on goblins that came upon them suddenly. Go back, he thought, not no good at all. Go sideways, impossible. Go forward, only thing to do, on we go. So up he got and trotted along with with his little sword held up in front of him, and one hand feeling along the wall, and his heart all of a patter and a pitter. So this poor guy, like, he's, like, he pulls out his sword and he's, like, yes, this is cool. And so it kind of gives him, like, this, this, like, motivation, like, get up and do something. So, like, he gets up and he starts, like, walking and, like, feeling along the wall. And um, so he does, he's, like, it's like a pretty brave thing. So he keeps walking until he comes onto, like, this, this water. And it's, like, it's cold. And so, like, he has to stop walking because he doesn't know if it's, like, just, like, a pool or, like, a underground stream, or like a whole lake, and by this time, his sword has like kind of stopped, stopped shining. So he's he stops and he's like, you know, there's water like dripping from like the water onto be- like from the roof onto the water below. And um, but like, other than that, it's like quiet, so he's like deep inside the mountains at this point. And it said, uh, he says, So it is a pool or a lake and not an underground river, he thought. Still, he did not dare to wade out into the darkness. He could not swim, and he thought, too, of nasty, slimy things with big, bulging, blind eyes wriggling in the water. There are strange things living in the pools and lakes and the hearts of mountains, fish whose fathers swam and goodness knows only how many years ago and never swam out again, while their eyes grew bigger and bigger and bigger from trying to see in the blackness. Also, there are other things more, than, more slimy than fish. Even in the tunnels and caves the goblins have made for themselves There are other things have, oh, I read that so wrong. Even in the tunnels and caves the goblins have made for themselves, there are other things living unbeknown to them that have sneaked in from outside to lie up in the dark. Some of these caves, too, go back in their beginnings to ages before the goblins, who only widened them and joined them up with passages, and the original owners are still there in odd corners, slinking and nosing about. So Bilbo's like, I don't know what this is and I don't really want to go any further because he's like thinking about like all like the creepy like creatures that are like just waiting to like eat him or something. Um. So this, this uh, I love this next part. So it says, deep down here by the dark water lived old Gollum, a small slimy creature. I don't know where he came from nor who or what he was. He was Gollum. As dark as darkness, except for two big round pale eyes in his thin face, he had a little boat. Boat, boat, and he rowed about quite quietly on the lake, for lake it was, wide and deep and deadly cold. He paddled it with large feet, daintily over the side, but never a ripple did he make. Not he. He was looking out of his pale lamp-like eyes for blind fish, which he grabbed with his long fingers as quick as thinking. He liked meat too. Got one he thought, good when he can get it but he took care. They never found him out. So, like, there's this, like, there is, in fact, like, another freaky, like, creature living out there, and his name is Gollum, and man, I just gotta tell you, I love Gollum so much. (laughs) He's just, if you've read Lord of the Rings, or if you've seen the movies, I just, I love him. I love him so much, and this next part's, like, super dark. Like, he eats, like, fish, and he eats goblins, which i don't really understand why you would want to eat goblins because those things just seem freaky those are that's like the last thing that i would ever eat but apparently Gollum likes him so um it keeps going and he lives he's like lived in the mountains and he lives on like this kind of like island like a rock in the middle of the lake and he's watching bilbo (laughs) and it says uh, he was watching bilbo now from the distance with his pale eyes like telescopes Bilbo could not see him, but he was wondering a lot about Bilbo, for he could see that he was no goblin at all. Gollum got into his boat and shot off from the island, where while Bilbo was sitting on the brink, altogether flummoxed at the end of his way and his wits. So like Gollum's about to like go check Bilbo out, cause like this dude isn't a gollum, isn't wait this dude isn't a, go- <laughs> I mean goblin, this dude isn't a goblin. So like what is he? So he's gonna go check him out, and he comes up behind him, and like freaks this dude out like he talks and he he talks so weird oh my goodness if you've seen the movies um Andy Serkis is the dude who um he's the guy who does the voice for Gollum and just like (laughs) the voice you if you haven't if you haven't heard it go look it up on you you probably have heard it but if you haven't go look it up on like YouTube or somewhere and it's just like every time i read lord of the rings or the hobbit i can just like that's the only voice i hear it's only ever andy circus and like one of my brothers can actually do a, like a fantastic impression of gollum and it's it's hilarious i love i just oh i love gollum so much anyway so he freaks him out and bilbo's like like who are you he said thrusting his dagger in front of him What is he, my precious, whispered Gollum, who always spoke to himself, though through never having anyone else to speak to. This is what he had come to to find out, for he was not really very hungry at the moment, only curious, otherwise he would have grabbed first and whispered afterwards. I am Mr. Bilbo Baggins, I have lost the dwarves, and I have lost the wizard, and I don't know where I am, and I don't want to know, if only I can get away. Word to all of you people out there listening. Don't give your name to strangers. Don't do it. Especially not if they're freaky creatures that live inside a mountain. Just don't give them your name. Just just don't come up with a fake name. Don't 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 give them. Don't give them your real name. Don't ever do that. It's stupid and Bilbo, I love you, but that was like not smart at all. <laughs> so he keeps talking to Gollum, And Gollum's like, what are you holding? And then Bilbo's like, a sword, a blade, which came out of Gondolin. And, like, you know, you expect, like, of course, he's not, Gollum's not going to know what that is. He's been living in the mountain for, like, ages. But, like, you know, he's got the sword, and Gollum's like, oh, well. And, like, he becomes, like, a lot more polite. And it says, he was anxious to appear friendly at any rate for the moment, and until he found out more about the sword and the hobbit and whether he was quite alone, really, whether he was good to eat and whether Gollum was really hungry. Riddles were all he could think of. Asking them and sometimes guessing them had been the only game he had ever played with other funny creatures sitting in their holes long, long ago before he lost all his friends and was driven away alone and crept down, down into the dark under the mountains. So Gollum's like, did you want to like do riddles? Which if I were Bilbo, I would be like, heck no, I'm like leaving. But Bilbo's like, Okay, and he he says very well said Bilbo who was anxious to agree until he found out more about the creature and whether he was quite alone, whether he was fierce or hungry, and whether he was a friend of the goblins. So they're both kind of trying to like stall and like figure out a little bit more about each other and so they're gonna play a game of riddles. So reading through it this time, and as I've mentioned before, I've read this book multiple times and so I kind of like know what happens but um these riddles, I tried to read them like as if it was like the first time I've ever like I didn't know the answer, even though I do know the I do know the answer to most of them. And so I have, after that like assessment, I have decided that I would not have made it and I would have like died in the in, on the inside of a mountain. like I would have been like eaten by Gollum. I would not have made it. Like these are, Like, these are just so... These riddles are just so... I mean, obviously, they're riddles, but, like... I mean, a couple of them are easy. Like, the mountain ones. Like, the, the Gollum gives the first one. It says, what has roots as nobody sees is taller than trees, up, up it goes, and yet never grows. And the answer to that one is mountain. So I would probably, like, if I think, if I thought, like, super... Like, if you gave me a couple minutes, I could probably figure that one out. But, like, some of these, like... The, like, the, the 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 egg one, a box without hinges, key or lid, yet golden treasure inside is hid. I would never have been able to figure that out. I would have just, like, sat there, like, what? Can you, like, give me a hint? I would have, like, failed. I would have been eaten. I, I would not have made it out. But, uh, yeah, like, I tried to read all these for the, like, as if I was reading them for the first time. And, um, I mean, I was, it was, I, I mean, I, yeah, I just, I would not have made it. Um, so they kind of, like, go back and forth about, like, with these riddles, and I actually noticed something, but, like, there's a stark difference between the, uh, the riddles that Gollum says and the riddles that Bilbo says, because the riddles that Gollum says are, like, super, like, they're kind of dark, like, the, um, the wind one, it says, voiceless it cries, wingless flutters, toothless bites, mouthless mutters, and then, like, This, it's just, it's just, it's so dark. And then the dark one, it says, it cannot be seen, cannot be felt, cannot be heard, cannot be smelt. It lies under, it lies behind stars and under hills and empty holes it fills. It comes first and follows after, ends life, kills laughter. And I'm just like, dude, that's like so dark. And, but like Bilbo's are like, his are super, his are super, you know, his are super like lighthearted and fun. So, like, the the da- the sun on the daisies one. An eye in a blue face saw an eye in a green face. That eye is like to this eye, said the first eye, but in a low place, not in a high place. So, like, his are, like, more lighthearted and just, like, you know, more, you know, joyous and not, like, this is, like, dark and it kills people. Like, and I think that's kind of just maybe even, like, a reflection of, like, their character like you know Gollum is like this dark creepy creature that's been living under this mountain for like ages and ages and like that's the only thing that he's been like you know surrounded by for like ages and ages so of course that's probably gonna like come out in like creepy dark riddles and bilbo has like lived in the shire his whole life and just had this happy peaceful life and so of course he's gonna give a riddle about daisies and sun but yeah i just thought that was like super interesting and i may be wrong but that's that's what i think at least So um, another thing that I noticed while reading this, um, the time riddle, it says, This thing all things devours. Birds, beasts, trees, flowers. Gnaws iron, bites steel, grinds hard hard stones to meal, Slays king, ruins town, and beats high mountain down. And so that one is time. And Bilbo, like, so Bilbo... um, I'm just going to read the paragraph after it. says, Poor Bilbo sat in the dark, thinking of all the horrible names of all the giants and ogres he had ever heard told of in tales. But not one of them had done all these things. He had a feeling that the answer was quite different, and that he ought to know it, but he could not think of it. He began to get frightened, and that is bad for thinking. Gollum began to get out of his boat. He flapped into the water and paddled to the bank. Bilbo could see his eyes coming towards him. His tongue seemed to stick in his mouth. He wanted to shout out, give me more time, give me time. But all that came out with a sudden squeal was time, time. Bilbo was saved by pure luck. For that, of course, was the answer. So um, Bilbo, like the answer to this one is like absolute luck. Like Bilbo's like freaking out. And the only thing he can say is like time. And that just happens to be the answer. And it's just like pure luck. And so one of the themes that you'll see a lot in The Hobbit is just this theme of like luck and just this like convenient like coincidence like this is like you are like lucky like this is a miracle that this has happened and that's one of the themes that you see a lot in in the hobbit and even kind of a little bit in lord of the rings but definitely most most in the hobbit um so they keep you know they keep going back and forth about these riddles and after the time one Bilbo's trying to, like, think of this riddle before, like, Gollum, like, eats him or something. And he feels, like, his ring in his pocket. Like, the ring in his pocket. And he's kind of, like, thinking out loud here. He says, what have I got in my pocket? He was talking to himself, but Gollum thought it was a riddle, and he was frightfully upset. Not fair, not fair, he hissed, It isn't fair, my precious. Is it to ask us what it's got in its nasty little pocketses? Bilbo, seeing what had happened and having nothing better to ask, stuck to his question. What have I got in my pocket? He said louder. So Bilbo didn't really mean for this, like that that, that question, just like thinking out loud to like turn into like a whole riddle, but he just like goes along with it. He's like, I don't have anything better. I might as well just stick with this. So now like if, so like that's why I'm, I'm like super self-conscious about thinking about thinking out loud now because I don't want somebody to be like, that's a riddle. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> I don't want, I'm kidding. But I mean, obviously don't think out loud. Because then, like, freaky, slimy creatures will be suspicious of you. So Bilbo gives Gollum three guesses, and he gets all of them wrong. And, um, so, oh, where am I? Um, so the last guesses, um, he, he gives two guesses at the last guess. And Bilbo's, uh, so Bilbo's, like, so glad that he's, like, figured this out. Because now Gollum's, like, Gollum's, like, gotta show him the way out. And, um, so Gollum, like, he won't attack him because, like, he still, you know, he still sees the sword in his hand. And he's like, I still don't really know that much about you. I'm not going to, like, attack you because I don't want to get, like, impaled. So was like, hey, like, you promised me you got to show me the way out. And then Gollum's like, did we? And he's like, what do you really have in your pocket? And Bilbo's like, never mind, never mind. Like, a promise is a promise. And so Gollum's like, okay, fine, but I got to go to my island first. And Bilbo's like, whatever. I mean, so he lets him go, and um, he's just glad that he's gone. But he kind of thinks that he's, like, he's not coming back. Like, Like, what useful thing could he keep in the lake? But, like, Gollum, you know, does mean to come back. He just, he's going back to his island to check for something. And he's going back to check for a ring like a golden ring and he says it's his birthday present and it says he wanted it because it was a ring of power and if you slip that ring on your finger you were invisible only in the full sunlight could you be could you be seen and then only by your shadow and that would be shaky and faint so like he has this ring that will turn you invisible that he thinks is a birthday present he's like it's my birthday present it came to me on my birthday my precious so he had always said to himself um so he has like you know yeah like he has his ring and um Bilbo did pick up a ring so you know it may like so Gollum has like gone back and he's like checking and he's like he's like I'll just put it on and then like you know kill him and eat him. (laughs) I'm just gonna put this on and like eat him. And he's not even gonna know and that sword is gonna be absolutely useless. But like he goes and he checks this out, checks it out. And it's like it's not there. And Gollum has like Gollum's like flipped out at this point. And Bilbo's like, what have you lost? And Gollum's like it mustn't it mustn't ask us, Shriek Gollum, not its business. No. It's lost. And he's like, It's lost. And Bilbo's like, Well, so am I. And I want to get unlost. And I won the game, and you promised. So come along. Come and let me out, and then go on with your (laughs) looking. Utterly miserable as Gollum sounded, Bilbo could not find much pity in his heart. And he had a feeling that anything Gollum wanted so much could hardly be something good. Come along, he shouted. So Bilbo has like no compassion for this dude whatsoever. He's just like, you promised me, he's like, and Gollum's like, it's a loss. And Bilbo's like, so am I, and I wanna get out of here. Come show me the way out. He has like zero compassion for this dude. So, um like Gollum is like freaking out, and then like he he asks again, he's like, What has it got in its pockets is? Tell us that. It must tell first. And then as far as Bilbo knew. There was no particular reason why he should not tell. Gollum's mind had jumped to a guess quicker than his, naturally. For Gollum had brooded for ages on this one thing, and he was always afraid of its being stolen. So Gollum is, like, beginning to suspect that Bilbo, like, has stolen his ring. And Bilbo's like, I mean, I don't really understand why I shouldn't tell, but, like, you know, you know, like, Gollum is, like, he's beginning to suspect him. So, um, Gollum's, like, coming, like, coming towards him really quickly. And Bilbo's, like, like, Bilbo's, like, I'm out of here. And he, like, jumps up and he just, like, runs. And, like, Gollum's, like, coming after him. And he's, like, what do I actually have in my pocket? And so he, like, puts his, like, he puts his hand in his pocket and, like, puts the ring on his, for- on his like, on his finger. And so, like, he turns and, like, Gollum, like, runs by him. But, like, he doesn't see him. And Bilbo's like, what? And it says, what could it mean? Gollum could see in the dark. Bilbo could see the light of his eyes palely shining even from behind. Painfully, he got up and sheathed his sword, which is now glowing faintly again. Then, very cautiously, he followed. There seemed nothing else to do. It was no good crawling back down to Gollum's water. Perhaps if he followed him, Gollum might lead him to some way of escape without meaning to. So Bilbo's like, this dude can't see me. That's weird. But he's just like, I'm just gonna get up and follow this dude and maybe he'll, like, accidentally lead me out. So Gollum is, like, talking to himself now and he's, like, super mad at Bilbo. And he's like, he can't go far. Like, we'll just, we'll come, we'll come, look, we'll follow him. Like, we'll follow him. He doesn't know the way out. Like, we'll just, we'll we'll go after him because he doesn't know what he actually has. And so, um, so Gollum kind of, like, um, he kind of like starts walking and Bilbo like you know it says um, with a spring Gollum got up and started shambling off at a great pace Bilbo hurried after him still cautiously that his chief fear now was of tripping on another snag and falling with a noise his head was in a whirl of hope and wonder it seemed that the ring he had was a magic ring it made you invisible he had heard of such things of course in old old tales but it was hard to believe that he had really found one by accident still there it was Gollum, with his bright eyes, had passed by him. Only a yard to one side. <coughs> so, he's like, dude, I have this ring, and it, like, makes me invisible. And, like, this is so cool. Like, I've heard of this in, like, stories, and now I actually have one. And, like, so he follows... Gollum's, like, fo- like you know, kind of walking, like, past this, like, maze of, like, tunnels and caves, and Bilbo's following him. And, like, as he... As, he, as, like, Gollum goes further, he, like, starts to, like, freak out because he's, like, leaving his, like, he's leaving the water behind and he's, like, getting afraid because, like, there's go- like there's goblins and he, like, doesn't have his magic ring so he can't, like, turn invisible if he needs to. So, um, so, like, they stop and Gollum has, like, brought Bilbo to, like, the way out but, like, Bilbo can't get in because, like, Gollum's, like, blo- blocking the opening and he's, like, and he's, like, you know, like, crying and like he's like i i don't want to do this because there's like goblins and they might eat me but he really wants his ring so he's like kind of like torn between these two decisions and um it says bilbo crept away from the wall more quietly than a mouse but Gollum stiffened at once and sniffed, and his eyes went green he hissed softly but menacingly he could not see the hobbit but now he was on the alert and he had other senses that the darkness had sharpened hearing and smell He seemed to be crouched right down with his flat hands splayed on the floor and his head thrust out, nose almost to the stone. But he was only a black shadow in the gleam of his own eyes. Bilbo could see or feel that he was tense as a bowstring, gathered for for a spring. So Gollum can like hear things really well and like smell things and he's like like he thinks like something's behind him and Bilbo's like at this point he's like oh this is like not a good place. I don't want to, like this is not a good place to be. So He's like, I gotta fight. I gotta, like, I gotta kill this dude right now. Like, I, I gotta get out of here. And he's like, but, like, this isn't a fair fight. Like, he's invisible, and Gollum doesn't have his sword, and Gollum, like, hasn't yet threatened to, like, kill him. And he was, like, he's, like, miserable, and this dude's alone. He's, like, lost. And then, like, suddenly, Bilbo has, like, this, like, feeling of, like, pity. Like, it says, the book says, all A sudden understanding, a pity mixed with horror welled up in bilbo's heart a glimpse of endless unmarked days without light or hope of betterment hard stone cold fish sneaking whispering all these thoughts passed in a flash passed in a flash of a second he trembled and then quite suddenly in another flash as if lifted by a new strength and resolve he leaped no great leap for a man but a leap in the dark straight over Gollum's head he jumped seven feet forward and three in the air had he known it he only just missed cracking his skull on the low arch of the passage. So, like, he has, like, this feeling of, like, pity for Gollum. Because this dude has just been alone for, like, ages and ages. And in, in the dark. And just all by himself. And he's just like, I kind of feel bad for you. So I'm not going to kill you. So he, he like, jumps over Gollum. And Gollum, like, tries to, like, catch him as he comes by. But then, like, Pogo's just, like, he just keeps running and so Gollum's, like, like yelling after him. And, um, so he, like, but, like, Bilbo's like, nope, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. I'm and done with this freaky creature. I'm just going to keep running. So, um, he, he, like, keeps running. And he's, like, a little, like, wary. Because, like, there might be gollum, goblins, not golems, goblins. Goblins. <laughs> there might be goblins. And, um, he just keeps running. And, like, you know, the passage is, like, low and it's, like, and it's rough, and, um, he keeps, like, stubbing his toes on, like, stones on the floor, and he's just, like, but he's, like, I gotta keep running, I gotta keep running, and, like, as Bilbo's running, like, he sees a light, and he just begins to, like, run even faster, and he's just, like, he keeps running as fast as he can, and, like, comes in, like, an open space, and then, like, at this time, like, the light's, like, so bright, because he's just been in the dark for all these ages. Um, really, it's just, like, only, like, a little bit of sunshine, like, a door, where, like, a goblin is, like, guarding. And, like, like he suddenly, he, like, sees, like, all these goblins. And he's, like, um, he, like, he freaks out. He's, like, I, I'm just not even going to, like, draw my sword. I'm just going to, like, put the ring on. And so, like, he puts the ring on. And, like, the goblins have, like, seen him. And they're, like, running at him. Like, he disappears. And they're, like, what? Like, where did this guy? Where did he go? And the goblins, like, stop. And it um, it says they could not see a sign of him. He had vanished. They yelled twice as loud as before, but not so delightedly. Where is it? They cried. Go back up the passage, someone shouted. This way, someone yelled. That way, others yelled. Look out for the door, bellowed the captain. Whistles blew, armor crashed, swords rattled. Goblins cursed and swore and ran hither and thither, falling over one another and getting very angry. There was a terrible outcry to do and disturbance. So I have concluded from this chapter and the last chapter that goblins are just like a hot mess. They just... They're always, like, they're just forever tripping over each other and, like, screaming and yelling. Like, these people are just, they're a mess. They just, like, they can't even, like, walk without tripping over someone. Um, But, like, at now, by this point, Bilbo's, like, he, like, he's, you know, like, he understands it. Like, okay, like, I'm invisible. Like, I'm gonna, like, sneak behind somewhere. And he's, like, I gotta get to the door. I gotta get to the door. But, like, he's too scared to try because there's, like, all these, like, goblins just, like, running around and he doesn't want to get, like, knocked over. And, um, now he's, like, he, like, finally he, like, runs to the door and, like, it's, 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 like, you know, it's open enough for him to get through. But he, like, he, 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 like, not quite enough for him to get through because he, like, tries to squeeze through and it's, like, he's stuck because, like, the buttons of, like, his, his waistcoat have, like, gotten stuck. And it says, um, he could see outside in the open air. There were a few steps running down into a narrow valley between tall mountains. The sun came out from behind a cloud and shone bright on the outside of the door, but he could not get through. Suddenly, one of the goblins inside shouted, there is a shadow by the door. Something is outside. Bilbo's heart jumped into his mouth. He gave a terrific squirm. Buttons burst off in all directions. He was through with a torn coat and waistcoat, leaping down the steps like a goat while bewildered goblins were still picking up his nice brass buttons on the doorstep. Of course, they soon came down after him, hooting and hallooing and hunting among the trees. But they don't like the sun. It makes their legs wobble and their heads giddy. They could not find Bilbo with the ring on, slipping in and out of the shadow of the trees, running quick and quiet and keeping out of the sun. So soon they went back to grumbling and cursing to guard the door. Bilbo had escaped. So Bilbo has like, he like squeezes through the door, and he just runs and he's just like, yes. And the goblins, you know, they go after him, but like, you know, they don't like the sun. So they're just like, this dude's just not even worth our time. We're just going to like go back inside. And Bilbo has like escaped. He's good now. And that is the end of chapter five. So um, remember, if you have any questions about The Hobbit or an upcoming chapter, um, you can send in a voice message or you can ask me on Instagram at the literary team. So until then, we have the next chapter. Um, yeah, until then, eat some chocolate, drink some coffee, and read that book.